Welcome to On Conscious. This is episode 14, Natural versus Nature Identical. Welcome to On Conscious. I'm your host, Liz Cook, functional nutritionist and founder of One Seed Organic Perfumes. Have you heard of nature identical ingredients? These molecules are widely used in food, fragrance and vitamins, but most of us know nothing about them, what they are, how they're made, and if there are any safety concerns. In this episode, we explore the concept of nature identical, define what it means, and discuss some of the questions and concerns around the use of these ingredients. So let's jump in. You may not have ever heard of the term nature identical, but there's a very high chance that you're a regular consumer of nature identical ingredients in several forms. Nature identical ingredients are those which are synthesized chemically in a lab, but mimic the chemical structure of a natural molecule, basically giving you a substance that looks and smells natural, but isn't. In addition, to be identified as nature identical, a molecule has to be naturally derived, that is, have its origins in an animal or plant material. Commonly used nature identical ingredients can be found in flavorings, fragrances, and vitamins. Now, you may be thinking, well, I don't eat or use anything artificial. But as with so many things we discuss here on the podcast, there's a lack of transparency around nature identical ingredients. Unfortunately, by law, these substances can be listed on the label as natural. Are you shocked? Me too. I don't love the idea that something can be listed as natural when it's been synthesized in a lab, do you? If you're like me, when you see the word natural, as in natural fragrance, natural flavor, you're thinking it comes directly from a plant or animal, right? The question is, are nature identical ingredients natural or are they artificial? And should there be an in-between gray area? Is that okay with you as a consumer or not? And should a substance be classified as natural or nature identical just because of its origin and its end chemical structure? Or should the term natural be reserved for things that are in their original, truly natural form? And further to that, can copying the chemical formula of nature actually give us a truly natural end product? Questions, questions, so many questions. So then what is an artificial substance? By definition, artificial substances are produced from synthetic origins or maybe produced from natural origins, but the final product doesn't chemically resemble a natural molecule. To add to the grayness, the chemical structure between synthetic molecules and nature identical ones could actually be indistinguishable. But if the origin of the material is synthetic, then the molecule can be considered artificial. Confused? Yep. Now, just a warning, you'll probably come away from today's episode with more questions than answers, and that's okay. Knowing the right questions to ask and explore is half the answer already. Let's talk for a sec about natural ingredients. The Macquarie Dictionary defines natural as existing in or formed by nature, not artificial and not synthetic. Okay, but a few technical loopholes there already. Can you see them? In Australia, the ACCC oversees the use of the term natural as it relates to advertising of therapeutic products and services. But as a side note, there is no law that governs the use of the term natural in non-therapeutic products. 
The ACCC states that the definition of natural is that, number one, the starting or raw material from which the natural product or ingredient is derived must be a form physically found in nature, such as through plants or similar organisms, animal, marine, mineral, or bacteria. Number two, the manufacturing of the product must involve, quote, minimal processing. And number three, the substance occurring in the starting material must be chemically identical and must not have undergone any chemical conversion or modification. Further, the ACCC states that as a synthetic substance may be chemically identical to a naturally occurring substance, for an ingredient to be natural, it must meet both the requirement to be minimally processed and the requirement to be chemically identical. Any clearer? Not sure. Still seems to me to be a lot of loopholes here and certainly a lot of leeway. The risk that the so-called natural product you're using is actually full of nature-identical molecules is pretty high. The ACCC goes on to make this point, which I think is pertinent. Consumers may view what is natural differently to manufacturers and technologists. When providing a label with the claim that the product is natural, thought should be given to what the consumer would think. In those cases where the term natural meets a technical definition, a code or a standard, and this information is not available to the consumer, the consumer is left to draw their own conclusions and may therefore be misled. Yes, yes, and yes. The mini conclusion at this point is that the legislation allows nature-identical substances to be labelled as natural, with some boundaries of course, but that as we mentioned only applies to therapeutic goods. If the product you're using is a food or perfume or body lotion or anything else, there's virtually no law that governs the use of the term natural. You're probably wondering why nature-identical ingredients are used at all when the real thing is readily available. The arguments for the use of nature-identical ingredients include cost-effectiveness, they're way cheaper in most cases than the real deal, environmental sustainability, you don't have to produce a harvest to yield the material, and consistency. The resultant flavour or fragrance is not affected by rainfall, soil conditions, weather and so on. So you've got a pretty standardised end product. I have to say, I hear more and more people and manufacturers talking about the sustainability factor with synthetic and nature-identical materials. And while sustainability is really important overall, and it may be relevant in some cases as it relates to this particular topic, it's only a part of the picture. To me, it feels like a convenient and popular diversion from the overarching issue at hand. Are these molecules safe for human health and our environment? And that's a question that's not yet been well-researched and certainly not answered. When it comes to safety, not only is there a lack of evaluation and testing of nature-identical ingredients, but the impact of combining nature-identical ingredients has not been studied. Compounds are never equal to the sum of their parts, and often new molecules are formed when lab-produced ingredients are combined, which may have negative effects on human health. To add to that, combinations of ingredients can amplify the effects of each other, which can be beneficial in some circumstances, but detrimental in others. If you look at an apple as an example and assessed all of its chemical components from macronutrients such as carbohydrates and protein down to micronutrients, vitamins, minerals and secondary metabolites, you could, technically speaking, recreate an apple in a lab by mixing up all of these chemical components together in the same ratio as the real apple. But do you end up with an actual apple? And are the effects on human health the same as an apple? 
Or have you just created a Franken-apple? In researching for this episode, I found very little available data and almost no research or evaluation on the question of the safety of nature-identical ingredients. It seems to me that the conclusion has already been presumed that if a molecule looks identical to something in nature, then it's biologically compatible with life, that is, human, animal, and plant life. But there is simply no evidence to conclude that at this point. There's a lot more questions than answers. Now let's talk about some of the things that nature-identical ingredients are not. While the resultant chemical structure of a nature-identical substance looks the same as a natural one, there's a lot more complexities and nuances in truly natural substances that are simply not present in nature-identical ones. Nature-identical substances are not therapeutic. Manufacturers and suppliers usually state that very clearly, and industry knows that if you want a therapeutic effect from a fragrance molecule, for example, it must be natural, not just nature-identical. Natural, unadulterated plant extracts contain hundreds of botanical compounds and trace substances known as secondary metabolites, such as phenolics, carotenoids, and caffeine. In the plant, these metabolites are adaptogens critical to the survival of the plant, providing such benefits as protecting the plant from harmful environmental conditions and against pathogens, among other things. They're part of the unique individual expression of each plant. In human health, plant secondary metabolites play a large role in disease prevention and health promotion, providing such effects as improving mood and physical performance, protection from oxidative stress and managing inflammation. Did you know that plant secondary metabolites mirror our own human hormones, neurotransmitters and enzymes, demonstrating the incredible biological compatibility between humans and plants? It's this biocompatibility which allows plants to have such a profound effect on our health. Nature-identical molecules can't do that. The complex chemical composition of natural plant extracts can't be mimicked in the lab, let alone the genetic material or DNA found in all living things, which humans simply cannot replicate. Creating a molecule of identical chemical structure may give you something that looks and smells and perhaps tastes like nature or close to it, but dig a little deeper and you'll discover that nature identical is missing all of the powerful nuances of the real deal material. Pure plant extracts interact dynamically with the body, both physically and psychologically, and rapidly enter our bodies, whether through inhalation of a natural fragrance or essential oil, or the topical application of a lotion or oil, for example, where they cross the blood-brain barrier into the hypothalamus, causing the brain to release neurotransmitters, chemical messengers that help improve our mental and physical well-being, reduce pain, and help us think more clearly to name just a few benefits. Nature-identical molecules can't do that. Nature-identical and synthetic flavours and fragrances often contain undisclosed additives such as preservatives and solvents like ethanol or propylene glycol. In addition, flavour extracts and food ingredients that have been derived from genetically engineered crops may also be labelled as natural because the governing bodies have not fully defined what the term natural means in terms of food. These molecules may also contain contaminants from their original source, keeping in mind that the origins of your cheese flavour, for example, could be wheat or beef or bacteria. Now, as a nutritionist, it would be remiss of me not to discuss the topic of nature-identical vitamins for a moment. 
Firstly, what you need to know is that most vitamin supplements are nature identical, not natural. It's a contentious issue, but one that most people are not aware of or one that's discussed much in professional circles. In my ideal world, all vitamin supplements would be naturally derived. In my opinion, there's pros and cons to utilizing nature identical vitamins. What we know without a doubt is that food should always be the first point of therapy. Whole foods provide a perfect synergistic balance of nutrients in a form that our bodies can best utilize. Back to the biological compatibility factor again. For example, it's better for many reasons to eat just a few kiwi fruit or a big handful of broccoli every day to get your vitamin C than popping a vitamin C tablet. But there are times where serious nutrient deficiencies need to be corrected for the body to get back in balance, which would require eating much more of any particular food than you could reasonably expect to eat in a day. And evidence demonstrates that nature-identical nutrients do cure disease. So there's a time and place for nature-identical vitamins to be consumed. But as every nutritionist and naturopath knows, long-term consumption of any of these nutrients throws out the balance of others in the body. So going back to whole foods when you're better is critical. As always, you can't fool nature for too long before it pushes back. Now that I've given you the facts about natural versus nature identical, what are you thinking? What questions do you have? And what are your expectations? What do you expect from product labeling? Are you happy to use nature identical ingredients? Would you prefer to know if something contains truly natural ingredients or would you prefer to see nature identical on the label? As always, transparency is key, and the lack of transparency in this and so many areas is concerning. You're smart, and I'm smart, and we know how to make up our own minds. But having all the data is critical to informed choice. Thinking about nature identical versus natural brings me back around again to my favorite concept about life here on Earth, biophilia, our innate and natural affinity for nature. It's suggested that we humans have a biological, emotional, and spiritual need to connect with nature and that we're genetically determined to love the natural world and want to be connected to it. Trying to mimic nature will never have the same impact on our health and well-being as nature in its true form. Whether you believe it's the hand of God or Mother Nature or evolution, the fact remains that we are biological beings with perfect compatibility with the natural world. You're not just the sum of your parts. You are whole. You are intricate. Nature is intelligently designed with a fingerprint that can never be entirely manipulated, mimicked, or replicated. As always, I encourage you to do your own investigation and research on all of these topics and to educate yourself well about how your own body works and how nature works on your body. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, rate us in Apple Podcasts, and share us with your friends. For more information about One Seed or to find health and wellness articles in our journal, visit oneseedperfumes.com.